Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Deep State of Mind podcast. I'm Jonah, and I'm here with my co-host, Gribble. Hello. We do conspiracy theories that you haven't heard of before. We're not talking that normie shit. We're not talking about JFK and the CIA or Bush did 9-11. That's all tread on. That's old hat. What we're doing are the deep cuts. We're doing the cool shit. The underground stuff. People who are really, really far gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't, like, entry-level crazy. This isn't, like, your neighbor who is, like, a little bit tinfoil hat. This is, like, a guy who lives in the wood and stockpiles guns level of conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. The two that we're doing today are the Brotherhood of the Snake, and which one are you doing, Gribble? I am doing the Land Beyond the Ice Wall. All right. <laughs> Keep that in, keep that in, keep that in. <laughs> that was spicy. <laughs> yeah, there was some real, like, punch to that one. Yeah, I just had SpaghettiOs with a whole bunch of sriracha in there. Okay, um, before we get into the conspiracy theories, the real thing I need to know, the real thing I need to get to the bottom of today is, uh, how do you eat your SpaghettiOs? Uh, with a spoon. Do you microwave them? Yes. <laughs> I used to make them on the stovetop. No. But now I microwave them. That's just wrong. You don't eat... You eat SpaghettiOs straight out of the can, baby. Oh, no! Cold? It's, yeah, cold out of the can. That is the only way to eat SpaghettiOs. You don't heat them up? What the fuck? No, trust me. If you just tried it once in your life, you, it would be life-changing. I I'm gonna you. have to try it, because I'm curious. I promise you, it's so good. Just right out of the can? That sounds pretty fucked. Okay. <laughs> let's continue. Alright, All right. let's get it started. So... I like to think of this conspiracy theory known as the Brotherhood of the Snake as the original QAnon. As we mentioned in the last episode, QAnon is kind of like the MCU of conspiracy theories and the fact that they try so hard to tie together every single conspiracy theory you've heard of. It's just like the most oversaturated out of all of the conspiracy theories. You hear way too much about it, you know. It's corny. It's it's pretty uncreative. It's like also. way past the realm of believable. Really, the last bit of creativity they had in QAnon was from Pizzagate. Yeah. QAnon is just Pizzagate, like, with an expansion pack. Frazzle Drip was pretty creative, too. You know, the supposed video on Anthony Weiner's laptop of Hillary Clinton chopping a child's face off with a katana and then wearing it like fucking Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> a katana yeah i'm pretty sure it's literally a katana <laughs> yeah so i mean i guess that, that that requires like some level of creative writing skills to come up man hill dog has studied the blade <laughs> yeah dude all right on to the conspiracy theory brotherhood of the snake basically tries to take all of the, your your classic conspiracy theories we're talking you know gray aliens ancient aliens the illuminati the freemasons a lot of classic anti-semitism and tries to tie it all under one big conspiracy theory what i thought i would do to start us off would be to read some shitty poetry off of their website because yes there is a website called thebrotherhoodofthesnake.com, and it looks like it has not been updated since, like, 2009. There are some flashing images if you click around, so just warning for our, for our epileptic listeners. Wait, I'm going to pull it up and go with you. The All right. Brotherhood of the Snake. Make sure you cut out my keyboard typing. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Okay, continue. I'm going to read off the shitty poetry that's on here. Through Fire and Ice... Through famine and disaster, we serve the serpent, our one true master. 
We conspire by day, advance by night. No human being shall evade our might. The sun grants us eternal wisdom as the dawn of a new day awaits our kingdom. Through human plight, we always rise. We protect our home with all-knowing eyes. We create and all you destroy, what the fuck, commands the influence we will employ. The sun grants us eternal wisdom as the dawn of our new day awaits our kingdom. Uh, so there's some of that, some of that like 14 year old edgy poetry. Yeah, very um, crying in a mall bathroom. Yeah, yeah. This is the emo tape that somebody made as a teenager that they have never showed anyone, but can't bring it to themselves to destroy. Okay, so can I ask you? You go on this website, and if you scroll down, there's comments that people are leaving, and um, yeah. It's like people asking to be allowed entrance to the Brotherhood of the Snake. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, it's weird as hell. There are 5,370 comments, and a lot of them are just shitty poetry. Some of it's in Spanish. It's pretty much almost all the same few lines of bad poetry. Yeah, it says, let me enter the Brotherhood of the Snake. Show me the truth and give me power. Yeah, and then it ends with, Endgame has started, which this might just be a marketing campaign for, uh... Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Basically, the idea behind the Brotherhood of the Snake is that it was founded in ancient Mesopotamia by some god-creature thing called Anu. Son, Ie? Ia? It's spelled Ie. So they were both gods in, like, Sumerian, Akkadian, early Mesopotamian religions. There's a lot of different versions of this theory. Some people say they're aliens. Some people say that they are the gray aliens that have visited us. And some people say that they are the devil. They use snakes as, like, their main thing. In some versions, they're aliens that use snakes to represent themselves. In other versions, they are actually big old fucking snakes. Okay, so it kind of goes back to just classical, you know, ancient alien stuff. Yeah, you know, this stuff is, is kind of old. This stuff all originates in the 80s. So this is, like, pre-ancient aliens on History Channel stuff. And this ended up influencing a lot of really weird conspiracy theories. David Icke took a lot from it. Oh, love that man. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I used to know, like, a dude who's who thought David Icke was the second fucking coming of Christ... And he was the most annoying person I've ever met in my life. Oh my god. The idea is that they have, like, the secret knowledge and truth that they have been, like, trying to disseminate to the human race and have been using it to kind of control certain events. Um, can I ask you, okay, when you go on this website after the poem... Yeah. Um, and kind of, like, a faded, like, gray text, like, gray on gray text. It says, greetings, uh, Stella Victori. And there's a hyperlink for Stella Victori, but when you click it, it goes to the Niantic website. You know, the company that fucking made Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> Is this an ARG? Is this, like, some old... Oh, that's gonna Abandoned be... ARG. I think, like, the worst possible thing that could happen to this podcast is a deep dive into something and it ends up being a fucking ARG. Well, this isn't in ARG. It, 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 like, started in the 80s with, like, these books written by these insane fucking people. Okay, but, I mean, do you think it's fair to say, like, even back then in the 80s before, you know, History Channel made ancient aliens, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the concept of aliens, like, visiting ancient civilizations and shit, that had to still been a thing, right? Because... Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of the older, weird conspiracy theories. Anyway, most versions of it have this idea of a defeat 
of the snakes and like the knowledge is all lost you know it's like the idea of adam and eve trying to get the apple from the tree of knowledge because the snake told him to and then when god casts them out that's humanity rejecting the knowledge or whatever so the snake in that bible story is supposed to be this snake in this mesopotamian alien society yes it's all over the place okay so the snake in the bible is supposed to represent the devil yes but the devil is also the snake from mesopotamia yes so it's just and also possibly an alien yeah basically it also falls in line heavily with the whole ancient aliens thing it says that the ancient pharaohs were aliens and they built their pyramids for like space reasons like apparently there's pyramids on mars and like all other sorts of planets for you know either navigation or travel or something there's so many different versions of this and this sprouted so many conspiracy theories that having one clear narrative from it is really difficult yeah i feel like you could go anywhere with that but the idea is that they are the controlling force behind everything and they were partially come up with because some crackpot was like people are good but also they're bad why would they be bad it must be because aliens are corrupting our society but if they're ancient aliens then they've always been here yeah so how could someone yeah. just sit there and be like things are going bad it must be the aliens like wouldn't everything just be bad well the idea is that the aliens are the creator of the evil forces and the bad vibes and the reason people do bad shit oh so they're just the reason why bad things exist yes Am I, am I following? Because <laughs> this one's actually confusing. It is confusing as fuck. It's hard to follow. Just sort of like the batshit insanity of it and the way it tries to tie together like every single conspiracy theory back in the 80s, I thought would be a fun one. Okay, so do we know like who these people are like in the sense of, okay, so this was a society that was supposedly started back then in Mesopotamia. Are they kind of just there, but we don't really know who they are? Yes, like, like the idea is that... They exist, but there's no evidence for them existing, but they're out there and they're controlling things. Okay. Something that this conspiracy theory does is it tries to use almost every instance of either sun worship or snake worship and tries to tie it into this one thing. That's the evidence that they use is the fact that, oh, there's a carving of a snake over here. So that must refer to this secret society that's never been referenced until supposedly these fucking insane nobodies discovered all these truths well when you say sun worship is it the idea that a ton of different ancient civilizations all over the world a lot of them worship the sun in some sense so like the fact that they all have that in common it has to have some kind of correlation to yeah this because i mean if i was like just a dude like four thousand years ago i mean Shit, dude, that's the sun. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's really big, scary, and hot, so... Yeah, and also it was, like, the provider of life. Yeah, exactly. So I think, not very intelligent, like, to be sitting there saying that, oh, well, all these people worship the suns, and they were completely different, like, parts of the world. Like, yeah, no shit. Everyone <laughs> worshiped the sun. Everything worships the sun. <laughs> you know what's pretty much everywhere on Earth? The sun. The sun and snakes. 
Yeah. Like, those are two very, very common things all throughout the globe. are freaky as hell. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's, like, human nature to have some kind of fascination with them, because they're fucking weird. Yeah, they got those big-ass fucking teeth, and they got the fucking juice in their teeth that makes your, your, your goddamn skin fall off. My girlfriend snake, Fiona, she's a ball python. Cute. From what we kind of understand is that she's getting near the age of, like, sexual maturity. Oh, yeah. And it, I think she's looking for a man in her tank, because she, like, she normally just, you know, is a log that just sits in her tank. But lately, she's just been getting out of her little log and, like, fucking wilding out, like, all over the place. Like, trying to get out of the tank. She's everywhere, and it's crazy looking, and I'm just, I will just sit there and watch her. And it's, like, my little monkey brain is, like, hee hee. <laughs> Funny snake. So I think, you know. Snakes be horny. Yeah, I mean, she's looking for a man. Hell yeah. But, Try I mean, you can dick. just, like, watch it. Like, they, I think, you know, you go back, like, cavemen and shit like that. They see a snake and go, whoa, that's fucking cool. There's no reason not to be fascinated with snakes because they don't have legs. Like, if you've never seen the underside of a snake and you see one slithering along, you're going to be like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's going to stick <laughs> yes. in your mind opposed to all the other legged motherfuckers. Well, yeah, and I think it's just the uniqueness of the snake as compared to, like, other animals. Because, I mean, dogs and cats all have four legs and a fucking tail. Mm -hmm. Like, elephants have four legs and a tail. Like, all the, you know, but snakes, I kind of, like, the only animals that don't. Yeah, they're just a fucking squiggle. It seems like they can't really figure out whether the snake aliens are good or evil whether they're like these supreme beings coming to bring knowledge to the human race or they're like an evil race here to undermine us and they want to enslave us on the website at the like very bottom of this edgy ass poem it says we make war we make peace but everything one day will cease yeah well isn't that nice? so are they good or are they evil <laughs> it seems like nobody knows there's also the fact that one of the main proponents of this, he thinks that the aliens created threats such as communism and Islam to keep the human race in conflict. Okay, okay, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I just got shot in the chest. <laughs> oh. Karl Marx was an alien. Uh, so specifically communism and Islam. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Oh, no. This is like... I can already, like, I already know what that dude is all about yeah. right now. That's the kind of dude who says that, like, he will never trust the government, but would suck Trump's cock the is moment that, he got the chance. Is that Milo Yiannopoulos? Did Milo Yiannopoulos write this shit? <laughs> One of my favorite things is that Milo Yiannopoulos once said, if I'm wrong, then may Allah strike me down. And then like a number of months later, his house was destroyed in a fire. <laughs> mm, fuck that guy. So another one of the guys who pushes this, uh, his name is Jean Udo Holy, and he goes by Jean Van Helsing. That sounds like, is he a fucking 80s rock star? Yeah, no, he's just... Really, really anti-Semitic. Uh, he chose the name Aww. because, quote, Van Helsing believed Jews were bloodsuckers who used the Brotherhood of the Snake to control the world. Which brings us Aww. on to our short segment here called Hebrew Fun Facts. Anytime we find a really anti-Semitic part of a conspiracy theory, we just decide to 
put a spotlight on some really important Jewish figures from the history of the world. So today we're focusing on Jonas Salk. Have you ever heard of this person, Gribble? I have not. He was the inventor of the polio vaccine, and he is one of my favorite historical figures of all time. Because in an interview, when somebody asked who owns the patent, he responded with the people. Oh, what a king! There is no patent. Could you patent the sun? That was his response. The vaccine is calculated to be worth 7 billion had it been patented. This saved the lives of millions of people. Like, polio, we don't really think about it a lot today, but it really fucking ravaged this country. Well, I think in the sense of modern medicine, like, um, you know, a polio vaccine, that kind of changed the whole fucking world. Yeah, polio is almost completely eradicated. There are still some places that have polio issues, but it has pretty much been wholly eradicated, really thanks to this guy. This was... Something that saved an incredible amount of people. That's awesome. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. Like, I remember in school learning, like, oh, yeah, the polio vaccine was invented. But I never knew the guy who did it was Jewish. That's very good to know. Yep. Yeah. That ends our uh, our little fun fact segment. Okay. Now we got to get our fingers back into the bad <laughs> shit. This is really a mess of a conspiracy theory. This is really one of those ones that just... You have to be, like, six layers deep into being into conspiracy theories to ever believe something like this. Like, with the Illuminati, at least they've got, like, look at the eye on our dollar. Ooh. (laughs) And shit like that, you know? And that there was once, at one point, a group called the Illuminati. Whereas with this, there's just no evidence. It's just some insane people wrote some books, and now people talk about it online. And I guess some people believe this. I don't know. this This was more of a... Uh, this was kind of an older thing, and maybe it was more popular way back when. We might have some middle-aged listeners being like, ah. You gotta be really deep into the fucking soup to get into this, I think, because you can open Facebook and immediately see some kind of post about how, you know, the Jewish are controlling the Democratic Party, and that's just, like, there. Like, you don't Mm -hmm. have to look for it. And I'd say the most mainstream way to get out your anti-Semitism these days is to just believe in conspiracy theories that are uh, very, very relevant in the world right now. Your anti-Semitism, like, to get it that fucking deep that you don't even think it's the Illuminati, you think it's the Brotherhood of Snakes, like, you're really in that shit, dude. And it really doesn't seem like there's a consensus on whether the Brotherhood of the Snake controls the Jews or if the Jews controlled the Brotherhood of the Snake. Because there's multiple perspectives on this. They're all fiction. It's really insane to me how, like, one book will come out making up conspiracy theory, and another guy will publish a book being like, ah, but you got these things wrong, and it's all just competitive fiction. Well, wait, wasn't the theory that Jewish people control the world or whatever, doesn't that go back to, like, the Rothschild? Basically, the... Rothschild conspiracy theory actually finds a lot of its roots in Nazi Germany. There was a Nazi Germany propaganda film called Die Rothschild, uh, which was basically sort of propaganda film where the Rothschilds are world-controlling evil people. Because, you know, that's a very popular conspiracy theory. You hear about it, you know, a lot if you kind of have your head in this shit. And really, the Rothschilds lost most of their power after, guess what? The Holocaust! Yeah, they had a lot of their fucking assets just seized, stolen, and never seen again. So, because, you know, Jewish people have been kind of shit on yeah. kind of forever. 
the Brotherhood of the Snake apparently started in like ancient Mesopotamia. So yeah, before but so before Judaism, I believe, and then obviously before the Rothschilds. So wouldn't it be the Brotherhood of the Snake is controlling the Jewish just by the timeline, or did the people who believe in this shit not even fucking know? It's hard to tell. It's one of those things where there's multiple accounts of what's going on, and they're also incredibly detailed and dense and just insane. Like, these things are hard to wrap your head around. Just the leaps in logic and all of, like, the the threads that don't go anywhere and all this crazy bullshit. And when you've got, like, multiple perspectives on it, it just turns into an absolute shit show. Here's a question. Do people who believe the Brotherhood of the Snake is, like, operating the shits, then does the Illuminati also exist in conjunction, or...? Yeah, the Brotherhood of the Snake controls the Illuminati. And the Freemasons. Oh, so this is, like, the deep Illuminati. Yeah, this is, like... The, the god of Illuminatis and secret societies and shit. Yeah, this is a secret society that controls all other secret societies. So it's funny, like, this secret society is supposed to be more powerful than the Illuminati, but it seems like there's not that much shit about it. <laughs> like, Yeah, they're so powerful that nobody knows about them. <laughs> Maybe that's the... <laughs> actually, you know what? Yeah. That, that kind of makes sense. That it actually... does make okay. sense. Okay, I'm starting to understand that there, because I feel like if the <laughs> Illuminati actually was operating all of this shit, we would have no fucking clue. Yeah, are you about to take the snake pill, Gribble? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, just because it's. I think it's uh, Fucked just up. <laughs> a really, really clever way to just blame everything that has ever happened on Jewish people, and I think that's where I tap out. Yeah, that's the the big problem with conspiracy theory. I'd probably believe a lot of this shit if it wasn't just, like, anti-Semitism. Yeah, if they could keep the bigotry out of it, it would be a lot more fun. Because this stuff is just goofy as hell. Snake aliens building pyramids on Mars? Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I think these are all just, like, really fucked up ways for people to project their anti-Semitism, so... Yeah. All right. That's all I got in the Snake Boys. Okay. So my theory, I know I mentioned Flat Earth a little bit on our very first episode, but I'm I'm going back to Flat Earth because... Uh, yeah, boy. Something really fun about Flat Earth is that you can have two Flat Earthers. Bill, they both still believe the Earth is flat, but they might have like differing beliefs on like how it works or like what's going on. Or just how flat is it? Yeah, exactly. Most people are familiar with the theory that the Earth is flat. The flat Earth theory has gained a lot of mainstream popularity as celebrities and sports stars have come forward to reveal their belief in the flat Earth, as well as major streaming services such as Netflix releasing documentaries on the people who believe in it. The theory's overall reception by the public has been that of a meme. Kind of just watch and laugh. When I would go to anime conventions just to laugh at the Homestuck cosplayers. Yeah. One fascinating thing about Flat Earth is that there are hundreds of different theories on how the Flat Earth works. You know, uh, going back to Hologram Moon, you know, some Flat Earthers were like, okay, wait, Hologram Moon kind of works with my theory on, like, the firmament and this, you know, outer space being water and shit like that. Yeah. So anyone who's done a bit more research into what the flat earth entails may be familiar with the concept of an ice wall. I sure am. Yeah, you know, the 360 degree wall of ice known as Antarctica that surrounds the world and keeps us in and could explain why nobody has, like, sailed off the edge of the earth. But what could be beyond the ice? What if I told you 
There was vast lands and continents beyond the ice wall. If you, like, hit the geometry of the ice wall in a certain way, could you clip through to the other continents? Is that how the, the like, people like who Gary's live there Like, like a video game, like you're clipping. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the, the haha funny I'm making. <laughs> I just, I want to clip through my fucking coffee table and make that, like, <laughs> the, that, like, noise that's like, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. A less popular sub-theory in the Flat Earth realm of thought is that the ice walls shit. <laughs> Let me just retry that. The ice walls shit? <laughs> a less popular sub-theory in the Flat Earth realm of thought is that past the ice walls, there are more continents and islands. This is a theory that has been around for a surprisingly long time. There appears to be two main maps depicting the hidden lands beyond the wall. The first map I found, it depicts, you know, the circle. That is our Earth, a circle. Mm-hmm. With all of our continents and, you know, just the uh, a, like, classic, like, flat Earth diagram. Mm-hmm. But beyond that ring, that is us. So there's an ice wall ring. So these are the back walls of the Earth. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's kind of like random continents and islands kind of scattered in no seemingly orderly place, it kind of just looks like a bunch of fucking, like, <laughs> random shapes just placed there. Yeah, like somebody with, like, five minutes before their D&D session needed to make a map. Yeah, exactly. And the islands and continents, they kind of are either about the size of Africa or about the size of Australia, and they're just in random shitty, like, <laughs> shapes. <laughs> like, straight lines and edges and shit like that. <laughs> The map, if anything, suggests the world is in a square position, considering... Like, this map, it doesn't really fucking tell me anything, is what I'm trying to say. A YouTube user called sgillman16 uploaded a video titled 1,000-year-old map showing hidden continents behind the Antarctica ice wall. The video is only a minute long and shows two images. The map of the world, according to his theory, and also a supposed newspaper article from 1907. Here is the video description he wrote for his upload. And the video description is actually really fun, so I'm just going to read it. Alright. This map was taken from a newspaper article published in 1907. It claims to be a map found 10 centuries ago in a temple in Japan. It is almost identical to 1894 Gleason Flat Earth map, but shows continents that are beyond the southern ice wall. These continents were briefly acknowledged by Admiral Richard E. Byrd during an interview about his 1947 expedition to the southern part of our world. He said, Strangely enough, there is left in the world today as an area as big as the United States that has never been seen by a human being, and that's beyond the pole on the other side of the South Pole. He says that there is an unlimited supply of untouched resources such as oil, coal, and gold. If these hidden continents do exist, the fact that there is resources on them, lots of resources, could be the reason we are not allowed to know about them. I do not think our Earth's edge is Antarctica, but much, much further, beyond. With multiple rings of land encircled in ice, each with its own sun and moon. These hidden lands may very well be where the aliens come from. My theory is that they go under the wall and come out of the water in their fancy quote-unquote spaceships. Okay. This is the... <laughs> Wait, I think there's still more. This is the biggest cover-up in all of mankind, next to the North Pole. <laughs> the world is not a sphere, but a flat plane that extends far beyond our reach. 
The Antarctic Peace Treaty prevents free travel to go to the South Pole, and I am pretty sure this is why. After Admiral Byrd's expedition discovery, everyone rushed to go to Antarctica, but quickly retreated in 1957, and that same year, NASA was formed along with the Antarctica Peace Treaty. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Alright, so there's actually a explanation behind Byrd's continent. Oh, you're familiar with this. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard of, I watched a whole video on Bird's Continent. Basically, he didn't have any money for his expeditions, and he kept on trying to get new investors, and he just couldn't. So, basically, he made up a continent full of resources that only he found, so that he would get more money to explore. No shit. Yeah. Oh, so you just debunked my whole fucking segment on this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I was going to talk more about that guy. Oh my god, no, go on. Let's all pretend that I didn't <laughs> say it. I'm just a CIA plant here to make people think conspiracy theories aren't real. Let's just. I wasn't expecting be... you to be familiar with this shit. <laughs> I'm just going to level with all of you right now. Uh, I'm being paid by the federal government to try and distract you from what's really going on. Anyway, go on, Grib. So, there's another map that I guess isn't the same as the bird like, the one that Bird gets tied in with, mm -hmm. it's a little bit more detailed. It's it's a fucking ice ring. So, you know, you got Flat Earth with its little ice ring, and then it shows also, beyond that, a whole nother ocean going all the way around it, and there's another ice ring around that one. Mm -hmm. There are, like, massive continents here, like, you know, the size of Asia and shit like that. There's some islands called Gemini, Hapis, Libris. So, it looks like, you know, Zodiac. Right. There's one called Thoth, you know, like the uh, Egyptian god. Yeah, Begon Thoth. There's an island called Yah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's showing on the map that there is our sun, and it is moving in a clockwise position. Okay. And, you know, we call that Sol. Mm -hmm. And then in this outer ring, there is the sun called Bol. And it is moving in a counterclockwise position. That kind of map was from a book called Worlds Beyond the Poles by a guy named Armadeo Gianni. Okay. Uh, he published it in 1959. It Sounds Italian. I mean, yeah. Well, his first, I think his name is like Francis Armadeo Gianni. So definitely a fucking Italian. God damn it. Just a, a <laughs> note. I have an Italian last name, and I consider it more of a curse than a heritage. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. I need to go invent the fascism. <laughs> My family's background is also Catholic Italian, so. Oh, I thought they were, I thought your your people were like all Scottish and shit. Well, I'm adopted. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so my adoptive family is a uh, Catholic Italian. Ah, well, okay, my biological mother is very Scottish, and that's where that comes in, but she married into, like, my main family, so. Uh, alright. And when we say Scottish, we mean Americans that call themselves Scottish because they don't want to admit they're from, like, fucking Ohio or some shit, so they pretend that they're from another country. Okay, okay, but the surname is McKay, and my middle name is McKay, so I, there's, there's a little there, but I don't really yeah. give a shit, I'm white. But... The book Worlds Beyond Pools, uh, published in 1959, it depicts another ring of Earth outside the ice wall, and many have gone far as naming the different continents and the islands and giving them descriptions. Like, I found one girl 
who uploaded a map to DeviantArt. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a little persona on there? Uh, no, it's like a really like creepy. Like, I don't know what it is. It's, like, a just a drawing of a girl, but it looks kind of like a fucking horror video game thing. But um, she, like, made a pretty detailed, like, her interpretation of the map, and she kind of incorporated her own, like, fantasy aspects to it and described, like, oh, this is a really dry mountainous region. This is, like, an abyssal ocean and shit like mm-hmm. that. And it took me a while to figure out that she was just doing that for fun. But it was, like, directly pulled from this book. So, Armadeo's book quotes a lot of Admiral Byrd's experience of witnessing a land beyond the North and South Poles. He also quoted a radio announcement supposedly made by Admiral Byrd from his article from his Arctic base in February 1947. I'd like to see that land beyond the Pole. The area beyond the Pole is the center of the Great Unknown. He claimed that on his northern polar flight, Bird had flown 1,700 miles beyond the Earth before returning to his base, and had passed over iceless land and lakes and mountains where foliage was abundant. Moreover, a brief newspaper account of the flight held that a member of the Admiral's crew had observed a monstrous, greenish-hued animal moving through the underbrush of that land beyond the pole. What if it's one of the snake gods? It all ties together. Oh my god. <laughs> Francis Gianni interpreted the land beyond the pole to be a celestial land connecting the Earth with the moon and other planets. This is where I accidentally stumbled onto 4chan on X. Yeah. There, there's a fucking... Okay. You get called me slurs? Uh, I did see... I saw the N-word with the hard R, but I wasn't being called that. It was someone else. Uh. And it was like a picture of like Osama Bin Laden with some like funny glasses on. <laughs> Because that's just 4chan. how 4chan works, dude. Yeah. Okay, so I found another map from 4chan. So there's our world with that ring. Outside that ring of ice is the one I was just talking about. But then they also have an ice wall. And beyond that is another fucking world with more planets and, a, and, and two suns out there. Damn. And then another ice wall. So it just keeps going. (laughs) But it's interesting because, you know, a lot of flat earthers, I want to say most flat earthers kind of, I like the idea of the ice wall. Yeah. I'd say many of them kind of think that the ice wall is like eternal. You know, it just keeps going. It doesn't stop. Yeah, it's just the end there. This is the group of flat earthers that think that there is something actually outside of that ice wall. And since you told me that Admiral Byrd was a fucking scam, um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know where to go with this now. Dude, could you imagine? I feel like Admiral Byrd wouldn't have made that up if he knew, like, a hundred years later there would be all of these fucking insane mouth breathers trying to justify... That the earth is flat, there's an entire world outside the world just because this guy wanted some extra cash. Well, I was having fun in the the speculative, like, imagination. Like, damn, what if? That'd be fucking cool. That would be fucking cool. You just stomped on my dreams. I just ruined it. I just cut, like, a solid 15 minutes off the episode. Yeah, you just, you honestly completely ruined my whole fucking topic today. But, um... I did see in, like, one of his, like, radio interviews that is on YouTube, Admiral Byrd, and he's like, you know, not a single woman has set foot on Antarctica, the most peaceful continent in the world. And I was like, damn right, sir. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. I hate well, my that's wife. Like all the, <laughs> that's, like, all the commenters are, like, focusing on. Uh, someone said, 
damn, he's a flat earther and a MGTOW? This guy's based as fuck. <laughs> like, the men go their own way. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Fucking Admiral Byrd, father's rights advocate. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the continent of Thoth that is shown in the map by Armadeo. All right. The really interesting thing about Thoth specifically is that it is a moving continent or a moving island. Okay. Is Thoth Atlantis? I saw Atlantis being incorporated into some of these maps. I was seeing some maps that had like a lot of lost continents or lost lands. You know, Atlantis is probably the one we all think of, but there's... There's a lot of other ones out there, so there's a, a really small chunk of people who think that these lost continents and lost lands, they, you know, submerged under the ice wall and popped out on the other side into this, you know, the farther lands beyond our ice wall. So there are some people that think Atlantis could be beyond our wall. Huh. Because the guy in the YouTube description, he said that the aliens are coming from these outer regions and are going underneath the ice wall and popping out on our side. Hmm. So I guess it could be possible that Atlantis sank and popped out on the other side of the wall and they're (laughs) chilling in their little area now. So why would they use spaceships if they could just take a boat? Well, I'm thinking USOs. Oh. Unidentified submerged objects? Yeah, yeah. So... Like, the whole concept of USOs, and honestly, we should talk about USOs on one of these episodes. All right. Maybe the USOs are not coming from, like, the deepest parts of our oceans, but they're actually coming from these, like, extended regions beyond our ice wall. Does this get into Lovecrafty and shit? Uh, I kind of hope it does. That'd be fun. Yeah. Right? A lot of people speculate that there's actually alien or even human life in the lands beyond our wall. All right. So Thoth, the moving island, apparently it circles the entire ring because it it looks like it's the closest continent to our, like the inner ice wall, our wall. Yeah. Weather there must be real fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. It apparently, and there's like smaller islands that follow Thoth and apparently it circles around. It moves, but it's going in a circle, kind of an orbit around the wall. Apparently it makes a full rotation every thousand years. There's actually a phenomena about moving islands that appear. There is a video that you can find from the Science Channel, and it's kind of like one of those UFO, like, weird mysteries of the Earth kind of clips about these pilots kind of flying around, and they just see a random fucking island there, and they're like, yo, what the hell is that? Yeah, I've heard of that. And a lot of people think it's certain, like, masses of rocks kind of coming up from the ocean and just floating on the surface. Mm -hmm. But that is a phenomenon, like, moving islands and shit like that. So that's something to think about. I think maybe that's where the whole concept of Thoth comes from, but... All right. Like, is that possible? No, but this entire concept seems to deny, like, laws of physics, so fuck it. Well, islands can, like, both disappear and seem to come out of nowhere. Like, an island can be, like, consumed by water and kind of brought underwater, and then also an island can sort of suddenly erupt from an underwater volcano eruption. So, in theory, you could have, like, an island in one area... And then when you check on it 10 years later, that island's gone. And then there's another island, you know, 50 miles away. And you're like, oh, it moved. Yeah. I mean, this one's moving a lot faster, though. Like, it's making a full orbit around our world every thousand years. Like, that's actually pretty fucking fast. That is pretty fucking fast. 
I tried finding more information. Where did people come up with these islands? Why is Thoth a moving island? And there's really not that much about it. So it it seems like a, a fucking Dungeons and Dragons campaign to me. Yeah. Similar to mine in the fact that there's not, like, a single scrap of evidence for it. It's just fucking fiction all the way through. And you know what? As much as I hate to say it, like, if, hypothetically, Flat Earth was real, I would much rather have this outcome than just the eternal ice. Because, um, this is fucking cool. It is. (laughs) It's actually really cool. But, obviously, the theory doesn't directly blame Jewish people. I think in general, a lot, not all, but a lot of flat earthers think the Jews (laughs) are the ones that are making it so we can't go past Antarctica and, like, find these islands and continents that are being hidden from us, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it fits in a lot with the simplistic thinking of a lot of conspiracy theorists. I think it's it's just so lame to be like, why can't we go to Antarctica? Because, like, that, you know, there are, like, a lot of speculations, like, why the fuck can't we go to Antarctica? And just someone rolls up, like, oh, because the Jews won't let us. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's so lame. Anti-Semitism really goes back to when Jewish people first popped up. You know, it is it is absolutely insane how far it has endured, how much the propaganda has successfully spread throughout the ages. And the Rothschild specifically blows my mind because we're just parroting Nazi propaganda. That's what it comes down to. There was this whole Nazi effort to make the Rothschilds and a whole bunch of other Jews look like horrible people controlling the world, making everything bad. And rather than taking a second to, like, think and look at what the fuck these people are talking about, they just go about parroting shit straight out of Nazi Germany. Yeah. It's it's really... It makes me really sad. Yeah. Because I just, it's just fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. I did, however, come across a Facebook page owned by a flat earther it was like uh flat earth dot lol or some shit like that on facebook and he was posting some maps of the hidden lands beyond the ice wall and i did see like one post that he had personally written where he he didn't actually blame the jews on why we can't go past the ice wall and explore these these continents beyond antarctica he actually blamed the Jesuits? There's this conspiracy theory that says the Jesuits killed Abraham Lincoln, and that seems like a really interesting niche one, and I really want to touch on that. But there's, like, a weird amount of conspiracy theories concerning the Jesuits. Is I mean, and Jesuits are Catholic, am I right? Yeah, they're an offshoot of Catholicism. You got anything left on the ice wall? I, I don't think so. I kind of hit a roadblock when you told me that bird was full of shit so he could get more fucking funding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to you and I'm sorry to the listeners. No, it's actually interesting though. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I was actually having a hard time finding anything to like debunk any of this. Yeah, there's no debunking So I guess it. you just- He was just fucking with people for money. <laughs> actually, you know what? I think I like that guy. All right. I guess that's that's all we got to talk about today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on pretty much all podcast platforms. We are finally on iTunes. So thanks to Mr. Tim Apple for that one. Episode 5 is going to be all about the Bad Vibes Industrial Complex. All this woo-woo, spiritual, 
bullshit. We're not going to be making fun of a particular organized religion. This is mostly just mocking that one person you met at college who shoves crystals up their ass and thinks the DMT demons are real. Anyway. Oh, we about to get back into the Joe Rogan. <laughs> All right, bye. Ha <laughs> ha.